right, everybody, welcome to episode 14 of the Lit and Lucid podcast. We're recording live here at sea level today, uh, here in Hermosa Beach. So thank you all for joining us. This will be a little bit different of a scenery for sure. Uh, we have two special guests today. We have Justin Simon. He's the founder and executive producer of Cannabis Productions. They specialize in marketing videos for the cannabis industry. He's also worked for NBC um, and Fox News as well. Fox Sports. Fox Sports. Big ah, difference. Fox Sports. <laughs> I, I feel like I should get that out Please there that early now. before we even have a chance to go on and then let you continue in a totally different situation. Fox Sports, everybody. And we have Lina Thompson. She is the creator of the 420 Book Society. Check them out on Instagram. It's a really cool, ingenious idea where uh, it's a 420-friendly book club, which is amazing. Love it. And she is also the co-host of Hitting the Windows with Nick and Lynn, uh, Nick and Lina, Cannabis uh, Lifestyle and Review Podcast here in California. So check them out as well, Hitting the Window. So thank you both for joining us. Like, awesome. Yeah, thank you guys. Thank you guys for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so without further ado, you guys can go ahead and introduce yourselves and then we'll kind of just get started with a couple topics we have. Oh, thank you, Justin. Well, my name is Lena. Um, I don't know how deep you want me to go, but I co-host a podcast with my husband, and it was just, my husband loves podcasts, and he wanted to do one, and I love cannabis, so we had to make it work, so there it is. Um, exactly. <laughs> he even said on our last podcast, he goes, that is you, it's not me, like, I'm the one who does the research, the reading, reaching out, like, that's, I love it. Um, and then the 420 Book Club, you know what, it's funny, because I picked up, my first book was um, Ganja Yoga, mm -hmm. and I just love cannabis books, like, it's almost addicting, like, I have this one shelf that's, like, this big, or maybe, like, a foot of it was taken up, now it's the whole, mm -hmm. like, five feet of my book I have shelf. a good book that you guys can mm -hmm. add to your list. I, and I, I'm always I just looking, thought of a great one. I get so excited to find more, and I actually think it's, it's doing pretty well. I would say that this is like it, the response that I get is, is really tremendous from it seems a amazing. lot of people and it's really cool because I noticed that like I'm in my 40s so a lot of there's a lot of different age demographics in cannabis and there's a lot of younger people I would say especially like tw my demo I would say is probably about 25 to 28 mm -hmm. and they're the ones that are really seeking that education not the, like really? the crack they mm -hmm. want like the good part of it and I yes. think that's really cool because I didn't really know I didn't consume cannabis until I was about 37, until I met Nick. Um, so I didn't really know that people of, you know, younger generations wanted to get this information. I thought it was, I don't know, I didn't know what I thought it was, but I didn't think that it would be that appealing to the younger crowd. So I'm cool. really excited about that. So cool. So like about, so like cannabis books, what are like the topics surrounding cannabis? In the first books? book that we did um, was kind of, um, it was really easy. Um, it was called The ABCs of CBD by Shira Adler. And it just broke it down from the beginning of what hemp is, what cannabis is, and then, you know, talking to your kids about it. You know, just all those categories and, and where we are with the legalization and how it kind of goes. And just all the benefits of just the CBD. And I thought that was great to start because. I feel like if you cannot use the plant, because there are people, you know, unfortunately, who have jobs that just are, aren't going to accept it right now. Mm -hmm. So if you can't do that, at least try CBD for your right. situation. Yeah, and I promise you're going to notice right. a difference. So, totally. you know, my dad's company is one of those companies. On January 2nd, everyone came back to work and they said, glad you guys all like this. It's still not federally legal and we still will be testing. Right. So that's it. Um, 
So I didn't really, you know, cool. So all that what stuff. A waste of resources. I know. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I still just track that down. A waste of talented people. Yep. Right. You know, you have to know the cities you're hiring in, not to get too off topic. Yeah. No, yeah, to know, absolutely. You know, it's, it's like, you know, when people pass these silly laws in place like the Bay Area, you're like, you're, you're limiting your employment pool for right. some really talented people yeah. because somebody on a Friday night likes to smoke a joint. Right. Yeah. You know? Even then, we talk about the stoner stigma. Um, we had Kayvon on last week and, you know, he's he's very open about his cannabis consumption. He's running for Denver mayor. And uh, I asked him, I said, well, how do you, do you feel that holds you back? And he says... I have 15 years of successful business experience yeah. while smoking weed. So he's like, do you think I care? That's <laughs> right. the first question. Right. Do you think I care? I am successful. I have the track record to prove it. And I smoke weed. Um, and the same thing with us, too. We both have very good jobs. We're educated. Same with you guys. You guys are intelligent individuals. You're educated. You get your shit done. If you want to smoke some weed, go for it. You know? Well, so like I was saying, I didn't consume weed until I was like 38. I remember as a child my parents driving around in a Volkswagen van passing the joint in the front seat. Okay, I remember that. But never once did I say, oh, my parents do it. I have to do it. Never once did that lead me yeah. to that. Right. I don't even know what it did, you know, where I got in that point, but I was, everything just changed in my life. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I'm just open to more things. But as, you know, 10 years ago, no, I was the Douglas Lettuce person. <laughs> I really was. I was. And not, and not that I would hate on anybody for doing it, but it was just, I was never going to do anything like that mm-hmm. ever. Right. And now different but well you brought up you know the stigma yeah i think that a lot of us who were in mainstream before we got into cannabis also believed that the people you'd be interacting with would be right. people who can't get off a couch sure. people who can't run a business you know are we going to be able to you know can i send them a contract and get that back <laughs> you know the basics and then you enter into the field and you go oh well that woman's really smart oh that guy really knows his stuff oh He's got 15 years at Disney. Oh, she ran, you know, a multinational organization doing X, Y, Z. And you go, oh, hold on. We got to take these thoughts that we had about who we're dealing with and, you know, right off to the side because there are some very, very smart people in this business. Well, how many of those people were actually consuming this whole time and no one knew? And they were, obviously, they were performing and they were productive. It was just a secret. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a not, you know friend at Fox Sports who was in HR, and, and she would confide in me policies before they were going to happen to kind of you know test balloon them. And she said, "We're thinking of drug testing uh, the staff. What do you think?" I said, "I think it's excellent idea. You're going to be very busy." And she said, "Why?" I said, "Because I've smoked with three of your executive vice presidents, two senior vice presidents, right. half your production crew, and almost everybody below the line." So. <laughs> You know, if you really want to hire a new company, right? If you want to get everybody fired, have, have then go it. ahead. Good, good luck to you. And she said, "I don't think we're going to do that." <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good awesome. point. Yeah, and I think there's going to be more of those stories come out where people. I mean, already there's actors and all you know stuff like that yeah, coming out. I mean, you have the whole Michael Phelps scandal a while back. Oh, yeah. The dude's the most decorated Olympic athlete. And people dog. ragged on him for obviously impacting his endurance. <laughs> right, right. right. Now, you know, really a performance <laughs> decreaser. Yeah, my daughter, she's on the swim team, so that's always a joke in our house. Remember, only losers smoke weed. Like that yeah. went viral after that. Yeah. And I was just like, with all his gold medals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Total exactly. loser. He went that's faster than anybody else. For yeah, no, think about that. Well, you saw it a long time. Well, you saw it actually released, or they've. Not you know they've not put a band they've 
gone away with the ban on CBD and THC. Hmm. And then I know like for the UFC, they have testing. You can have, I don't understand it really, how you're going to have so much level of THC before and after your fights, but they will allow certain levels before fights. Because hmm. hmm. I yeah. think like their thing with it is that people will get like the unfair advantage of like if you smoke something, you're not going to have much pain. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I think that, I think that's not really true. Is it a performance enhancing drug? I think my, with the adrenaline. doesn't hurt, but I think I'm getting kicked in the face. I'm still yeah. 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 Exactly. And I think with the adrenaline will probably outweigh that high. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that's necessarily, yeah. yeah, I don't think that's necessarily like a, an advantage for them, but it's good to know that those big sports places where people do it. get injured and do put a lot of damage yeah. on their bodies are now able to utilize Absolutely. it on both fronts. Well, it's so. a huge anti-inflammatory, so yeah. I think at some point it should be used as a recovery tool for every Absolutely. pro athlete. I think you should take CBD like a yeah. multivitamin every Everybody. day, regardless well, of whether you feel like you should or not. Yes. And, and again, my background being sports, I mm-hmm. was fortunate, yeah. uh, for better or worse, to deal with a lot of professional athletes and, and, and former professional athletes. Um, and... They would tell you off season when we knew we weren't being tested, mm-hmm. it was time to smoke. Yeah. Right. And we knew exactly how many days we had before it was testing time. Right. We knew what levels we could be at. Um, you know, and they just enjoyed, it. and they were pretty open about it once they retired. Yeah. Right. Which is a shame because if they could have been open about it when it was active, when they were playing, yeah. I think it might have earlier started to change the viewpoint of a lot of people. Before you know earlier than it did in the yeah. culture because if you're seeing big celebrities you're seeing sports stars who are you know achieving medals and winning super bowls or mm. whatever the case may be and they consume cannabis then right. what are you going to say like, right. <laughs> right exactly yeah, yeah. why exactly. would you say anything yeah to me? Well, i think what we need after He's that six is super bowl champions yeah, yeah, exactly. loser. Losers of- yeah, yeah. You're done. and i think what we need more though even than that is business professionals coming out because that's the main thing i see right now that holds people back is the workplace and so people will probably at some point be like, oh, well, they're a celebrity or they're a pro athlete. They can probably do whatever the fuck they want because they got skills. Well, what about the day-to-day people, the average worker out there? You got to start having workplace changes to allow, you know, cannabis use at some point. Well, your job doesn't care if you go get plastered plaster off No, right. Saturday you can totally do that. They'll yeah. have a happy hour for you, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Come, come and hang over, <laughs> hungover Friday morning. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, actually, yeah. I can't tell so you how many open bar Christmas parties I went to. So, to- exactly. Yeah. It's like engraved in company culture, but cannabis yeah. is so taboo. Mm-hmm. And even like talking about it, Jesus, at my place I talk about it's like I still feel weird talking about my cannabis consumption. I'm like, I work at a damn cannabis grow. That's all we do is grow. Yeah. You know, yeah. He just posted weed. a joint the other day. He's like, this is my first time posting a joint. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, it's yeah. fine. He's like, am I going to get in stigma. trouble? I'm it's like, crazy. no. And even yeah. in college, yeah, but you feel like, bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and you still, you know, the code words. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, I don't really drink. I, you, you ever smoke? Yeah. You smoke? Uh, you know, cigarettes? Right. 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 Yeah. So that, that's our podcast name is hitting the window because we had, when I started, my daughter was maybe like 12, and so we had to have like some kind of way of like doing it secretly. So we would go in the back, in our, in our bathroom, you know, and we would open the window and do all this little thing. Well, my cousin, he's kind of a smartass, so he would always tell us, oh, you got to go hit the window? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just like, I do, thanks, yeah. I'm gonna. So and that was the thing, like when we go to hotels in Laughlin or whatnot in Vegas, we'd make sure that the windows would only open this much, and some of them, we'd just smoke out the, or the bathroom window. I used to be paranoid. I would smoke in my hotel room, and I'd leave immediately, because I didn't want like, <laughs> security to come knock on my door. Now I'm like, whatever. 
I've gotten a $250 fine once. So, yeah, so you know, it's, I it's worth leaving that. the room. So, yeah. yeah, now that we're on that topic and we're going to have a social uh, consumption event here shortly with our good friends, uh, we're going to have a light and lit yoga class here in Hermosa Beach in a couple minutes. But let's talk about that. What is social consumption like here in California? What, do you guys have clubs? Is, there, is it legal? What's going on? Well, so there's that kind of fine line. Uh, it's legal. But not everybody's comfortable with just saying, I'm just going to light up. Right. And so you're seeing a lot of, I mean, you have areas where they always lit up. Venice Beach, where it didn't, you know, 10 years ago, people were just walking down the street mm-hmm. and enjoying I mean, yeah, it. It wasn't right past the cop, and then they weren't bothering because they'd have to lock up half the town. But in some of the more conservative areas and some of the more suburban areas, you're kind of seeing the one guy takes a bowl hit at the bar outside, you know, when everybody's smoking, and then looks around. Yeah. And it does the whole... Yeah. Is anybody with me or against me? Yeah. And sometimes all of a sudden you'll see two or three other people pull something out, you know, vape yeah. or whatever. And it's like, oh, okay. The, the, the dam has We're broken. We're all cool, yeah. <laughs> right? On the flip side, you'll see somebody do that and you, their evil eyes will start at other tables. And yet they have no problem that somebody's smoking a cigarette. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that you're seeing a broader range of acceptance, but I don't think you are seeing widespread, I can do this anywhere I want because it's legal yet. Yeah, I, I think that California still has like some closet that they're hiding in a little bit about it, and I don't know why. Because it's very interesting because, I mean, obviously it's what we talk about every day, but I meet people every day who ask questions about cannabis, who haven't been into a dispensary and don't know how to go, or every day. So obviously there's people out there thinking about it. Um, I have my mom's friends. I have so many people that ask me, odd, like people I wouldn't even think of asking me questions about it. So there's definitely curiosity, definitely. I think... I don't like to call it recreational, I call it adult use. Since adult use is legal, I think that there's some stigma lifted for them to try it and maybe think about it, at least for a medicinal purpose, because that's what everyone comes to me for. Like, fibromyalgia is so huge, and everyone takes these pharmaceuticals that don't do anything for them. Um, So I feel like people are more accepting of taking it for medicinal, but like lighting up, like there are very few places that I go socially that are lit up. Like Hollywood is one of them. Mm -hmm. Venice, of course, is just one big bong shop. So yeah, always has been. So like, is there like locations now that are opening where you can, like a social smoke club? There are social clubs. Um, The one that comes by is Nexus Social uh, downtown, especially in that real industrial area of LA. That's the one that just did that Uh, fight, right? I'm not sure. They, they do so, a lot of events yeah. there. Uh, I, I was fortunate to get to the High Times Holidays party there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there are times in this community where you just look around and you go, oh, somebody let creative people do whatever they want. <laughs> As I watched uh, Santa's Elves fake ice skate on a fake <laughs> rink uh, while uh, bud tenders handed out joints. And you thought, oh, Christmas. High Times in a legal state. This is lovely. This is um, so there are some social clubs. You'll see other bars who are pretty blatant about it's cool to do whatever you oh. want in our smoking patio. Oh, okay. um, you, you know, Interesting. They're, they're just... They'll light it up for you. You know, they oh, see wow. you take it out. Somebody, it's kind of their way of saying, you're good. Oh, yeah. cool. um, I think, you know, part of the confusion when you talk about adult use is because there's still stories coming out every day of dispensaries shutting down, of delivery service being shut down, of different communities arguing about what laws they have to follow, of tax changes. There's, there's so much confusion in the way it was rolled out in California that I think people don't understand what they legally can do and can't do. They don't understand that Definitely. technically you can be outside and smoke a joint because it's legal because there's so many other things they're reading that are illegal. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there's this murky place of who's going to break, you know, who's going to be the first. And, and a lot of times you can tell people are kind of jonesing. They're, they're looking around almost and 
and nobody's breaking the glass. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I would say because like just when I go to certain comedy shows and I'll sit out when we're waiting in line, I'll just light up my joint. I have five friends all of a sudden, you know, and then like yeah. you mm-hmm. said, then someone else will light up, mm-hmm. and then they just kind of like, oh, it's a little looser. But mm-hmm. people are just always waiting for that. Yeah, like I was yeah. at a party on Saturday, and someone's, I'm like, what do we smoke? <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Well, and then you have the secondary aspect of California being such a healthy place, and especially Southern California, that you're currently in Hermosa Beach and it's a smoke free town. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's for everything, right? Oh. If you go to the pier, which is our big gathering spot, it's, you know, a dozen bars and restaurants and, and stores and what have you. You light up, it's a, it's a 200 something dollar fine. Yeah, and, and that's then, cigarettes. And that's I mean, cigarettes. Yeah, anything, yeah. Right? So people are even saying, you know, now I don't know, I know I can't smoke anything there, but is that, you know, is that redundant in Manhattan Beach? Is that the same thing in, in like the communities mm-hmm. near you? And each community is setting their own smoking laws, which mm-hmm. is just one more aspect, aspect of what you have to think about before you say, I'm just going to do this in my home. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. right. Yeah. And then, and then um, we're back to our house. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. you have to think about that. And every city's different. Um, I know that there's like for me, where I live, the closest legal dispensary is probably 40 minutes. Wow. I have to go to Orange County, so that's it. That's there's no like I'm in the Inland Empire, so I'm either L.A. would be the closest or Orange County. Hmm. These cities like they don't want it. I don't know. Yeah. It's just not even on the. It's not something they want to talk about. Hmm. It's still that way in Colorado. We actually pulled yeah. up a map the other day, and it's crazy. There's probably more counties, like square area wise, that still do not allow cannabis really? than that do. Because no, didn't you? Don't you guys have more? St- um, dispensaries and Starbucks? Yeah, That's they do, in Denver, yeah. yeah and it's all over the state. Wow. There's a lot, but, but it, they're just so concentrated in certain areas. Okay. There's um, still a lot of Republican counties, for sure. Yeah, very conservative I in, think in certain that areas. we might be similar, because I know Santa Ana is set to get 38 dispensaries, so I guess mm-hmm. Santa Ana will just be the green belt of Orange County. Mm-hmm. Yeah, geez. I mean, everyone just goes there. And then, I actually have a good question about that, too, because with these cities that are allowing cannabis dispensaries they are ones that are more like industrial areas not a lot of homes or schools yep. and there are certain you know portions of those taxes that are supposed to be set aside for schools and stuff in those areas but if there's no schools in those areas mm-hmm. who gets what do they do yeah it seems almost more beneficial to me if they would have dispensaries in industrial areas because then they don't have to do as much like public outreach for their right. community yeah right well, well, I think you, parking would be easier too. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> we went to one this morning. Yeah, they there was like ballet. They just grab your car and catalyze each other, right? Like when I was on Denver's Green Mile, right? It's crazy. Huh? We we did the whole tour. I mean, we we literally went in every. I shouldn't say everyone. Probably ninety percent. That was our day. Right? We just wanted to go in and see what they all look like, see the difference, see what people were doing. It was kind of a research trip for business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and there's just too many stores in too small a place. Yeah. Well, <coughs> as long as there are other options, right? It's not like that's the only place you can go. And so everybody has to go there. There are also dispensaries all around downtown, all around, you know, sub-communities. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the congregation of all those dispensaries in one spot just seems like a strange business. This right. How, who's making money? Who's, let me, who's making money? On that same topic, let me ask you this. Now, how are your products, though? Can you go in every dispensary and it's the same product? Or is it like it's all they're different. all different? Yeah. yeah. See, that's like... I but then it's like generally yeah. the same well, as like well. Chain, it is, yeah. There's like certain products and then chain stores are going to have the same products in most of their locations. Yeah. And, but that's what's different is that... I and mean, we've seen a lot of the same stuff here. 
Um, well, I, I think that that might be a problem because not there are only limited companies that are compliant and ready exactly. for July, and so we're going to see a weeding out of some products yeah. on our shelves for sure. Mm -hmm. A lot of it. Thus, yeah. uh, taking advantage of this week's MedMen 70 Yeah, there we sale. got it. I will be there. <laughs> we went there. Well, I, hit, I, I hit day one because I didn't know if there was going to be anything left by uh, yeah. day five. Hey, it was a deal. Was so was it? So it was all honestly. old stuff. Is it all med stuff that they so, sold at the rec So I, I got uh, no. It was. I mean. I got flour, Untested. I got uh, pre-rolls, I got vape pens, I got a couple edibles. So um, pretty much that's all I do. I don't really, I'm not on the tinctures, um, and we have enough, you know, we get free CBD from so many of our vendors that we know um, that I barely buy CBD. But so the, the dates on those were like in December, though. Yeah, it, that's very yeah. common still. That's still, but but that uh, was before it was even rec legal here. So what yeah, was because for? there were some certain legalities in manufacturing, and people manufactured quick and put it sort it. Because now that's another issue too. Is like the measure M locations, and then some of them, like where they're able to actually produce it. It's not like it's hard for them. Huh. It's hard. It's a lot of people got hung up just on manufacturing. Yeah, because they couldn't find a legal yeah. place to do it. And then they could do like co-ops together, yeah. but then if one product is recalled, everything can get recalled. All the brands can be subject to that. So then you've got to, you know, really make sure you're working with quality brands and do yeah. your homework. No, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, it's totally different. That's the first thing that we realize is that it's so different. So the cell, I guess, would be flushing out all the bulk flour. Uh, everything, everything. Because that's really what they had mainly was bulk flour that they just were buying and packaging at their level. Yeah. Oh, could be, but they and, and I'm sure that you're right. But they also had bins, yeah, bins, uh, bins crazy. of vape pens, bins of pre rolls. The you know how you go to like Forever Twenty One and you like dig through bins, like or like like for like <laughs> yeah. like it yeah, was like that. It was like super okay, cool. like generic like. A shopping experience. You were like at the dollar store, store, like, like sifting through joints and packages. And you just grab whatever you want. It was, was like it was like a me. convenience store feel. Like you're getting some beef jerky, and then you yeah. grab a soda, and you're like grabbing some. You and, know. and usually, bud tenders are helpful, and not to you know insult their professionalism, but they were like. It's an $8 vape. Do you want it? Right. right. Yeah. Well, you want it or not? Yeah. You're going to buy this price. shitty yeah. thing or not? We just picked a bunch of stuff up. And we had no clue of the price. Yeah, there's, there's no, no prices, prices on there. There's no price on anything. I guess. That has always been a medmen's. I've always had to ask. What's the price? I hate that. Yeah. What's the price? I hate that. Yeah. Just tell me what it costs. Can you just tell me? Is it 20 bucks or what? So what's crazy is, and this is what's probably going to change. Maybe it becomes more, because Ricardo Baca was really awesome with this. He told us there's three stages of any time you legalize something. There's legalization, normalization, commercialization. I think, you know, we're just legalized, especially California, we're just getting to that stage of normalizing, especially with social consumption. Next is commercialization. So that's what we didn't really see too much commercialization of it in California, in my opinion, at all. There was hardly any product displays. Like in Colorado, that's what dominates the stores now is product displays. There's educational, promotional pieces where like a whole, uh -huh. a whole company will own a whole shelf. And yeah. like Sawana edibles or gummies, they will own that shelf and have educational pieces up and that will be their shelf and that's like their selling point that's, that's selling how you point. like know like here we didn't and even here's know what all any like of these brands were like any of it was. Together. I, just buy I don't whatever. think there's enough competition to demand that between really? the brands yet i just don't interesting that's crazy because like when i was in seattle they have so many brands fighting to get it yeah, on that's how they have more growers than dispensaries exactly. so they yeah. are put yeah they, they have all that stuff there it's, it's competitive it's very competitive yeah so that's what i've seen then me like working in the industry I was even like, how in the hell would I go sell to these? Because in Colorado, I just like pull up, go inside, say hi, talk to the manager. 
Like yeah. all these places, I was like, for one, I couldn't park, so I'd be like, <laughs> you know, Uber would drop me off, Uber right. to get out of there, and like the traffic to get to the next one. I was like, Jared, what if you would have had to go? Oh, we went geez. to a dispensary in West Hollywood yesterday. I'm like, what if you had to get there and then to the next dispensary? It'd be like six hours from now. Yeah, and then also like knowing sales that and cannabis sounds yeah. so unappealing. And, and then yes. yeah, and then knowing like how the you know the licensing is right now, you'd be like having to rep the the companies, make sure they're legit, make sure that. You know, the person you're selling for can actually sell to this dispensary. Do they have a license? All that. I'm like, you kind of have right to now. protect yourself a little bit too, and make sure you're going to the places that are, you know, because right. there are still our companies that are doing business with the shops that aren't licensed. So, <laughs> so <laughs> tell it's them, crazy. Tell them what happened at the. So you know how you have a 28 gram limit. Yep. Oh my God, at Medmen. So in Colorado, a huge deal. They just shut down Sweetleaf, which was one of the largest dispensary store chains in Colorado. Very big deal. Like a huge deal. And it was 100% because of the ounce limit. They were... Looping. Whether they... is the thing called looping, where people can go inside and, and the limit's an ounce. They cut you off. Concentrates of flour. 28 grams of flour, 8 grams of concentrates. And then you're done. And then you have to leave. Well, um, people were finding a way around this by looping <clears throat> and saying it was per transaction. So they make a transaction, leave the store, come back in, get more, and there's looping. And so they were doing like undercover cops and so they found had out undercover all about cops, it. And this was like a huge caught sting. Caught them, had a huge sting. They shut down like this massive 12 stores, I guess, or more than that. So in Colorado, it's a very big deal. Very like, big you deal. Do very not like sell regulated. Over an ounce out. <laughs> yeah, like it's a huge no no. Why do you need more than You're going to go to something else. In like a day. But I'll people were doing it to go to other sure. states and sell it. That was so, their that was their MO was probably like selling it black on the illegal market. So, so they stifled that. Buy legal weed and <clears> pay the taxes and then sell it on the black yeah. market. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Shouldn't we do it the other way? Should be the other way, yeah. yeah. Okay. But anyways, so anyways, we went to MedMen and uh <laughs> like checking out, you know they have you just like shuffled herded at this damn cash register, there's like ten of you there. This guy next to us, he just keeps like pointing stuff out in the bag. Like, I'll take an eighth of that, a quarter of that. I'll take a vape pen. What do you got for concentrates? Take that. <laughs> There's like this pile of stuff, and this guy's sitting there counting it all and ringing it up. And he's like, Oh, you hit your ounce limit. And the guy's like, Okay, and? And he's like, Oh, you just want to just make this in a separate transaction? And the guy was like, like, Yeah, sure. So he takes his hand, like, portions of stuff out into like different, like, ounce sections. It's like, All right, no biggie. So he rings up this one, pays that, pulls the next pile, rings all he that was up. Like, I'm like, we were like, shit. I was like, that's so illegal in Colorado. And they were like, no biggie. Just take your hand, move yeah. it over. A separate transaction. So that's then, amazing. I guess that would be bud ke- like how educated the bud tender is on like and following the rules. And, yeah. And it's all about enforcement. It but it's like about enforcement. Yeah. Yeah. And I, don't, I mean, it's a whole different care, thing. <laughs> that's where we're like, maybe it's just different. Is, maybe is in California. Max a day in California? I've never even like considered yeah. going for an ounce. Yeah. So. Exactly. Yeah. It's 28 I really don't want to pay the taxes on an ounce. Right, like, but that's how much different we're like. Maybe it's just the mindset that maybe it's been it's been here for so long that people like just legalize it and make it normal, and it's like you skip this whole stage of Colorado's added all these these loops to jump through to make it a thing, make it like legit. I don't know to like come out on top, and then California's like legalize it, turn it into like a liquor store, and just move yeah, on. Yeah, just and I would think if you're at the stage where you need more than an ounce in a day, you should still have a black market. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Right. Let, let's be honest. There are plenty of growers in and around, certainly Southern California, certainly Humboldt, that are still growing without the licenses, without any, you know, they don't care about legalities. They've had customers for years. They're going to keep having customers mm-hmm. for years. And that's going to be their marketplace. 
And if you're in need of five ounces in a day, shouldn't you know a guy? <laughs> shouldn't you, like, back in the I days, don't even know, know how can you can get to the store if you're in right? need of five ounces a So day. in Trinidad, Colorado, it's like this small town. It's near what? New Mexico or what state? Texas? Well, Fucking yeah, any of them. Yeah, so New Mexico, Texas, There's literally, like, 25 stores in a two-block radius. And, like, you watch people go to store to store to store to store and get their ounce. And then they come back and do it the next couple days for, like, five days. And, like, they start to know the people. Like, they're like, oh, so-and-so, you were in here yesterday. And, like, they're just taking it all back across state borders. But what's going to be a problem is when they legalize it in those states and this whole economy is going to be shit. It's going to crash, yeah, because it's it's like the version market. They said they make $3,000 per person um, in revenue from cannabis in the population. Right. So it's crazy. Wow. Wow. I know it's different out here. I mean, I almost like it almost, but then... I, I like it because it, it seems like it'd be easier to get stuff done. Like the cannabis yoga, like this is going to be our biggest session. Yeah, biggest class. Mainly because there hasn't been all these roadblocks to advertise and get it out. In Colorado, there's like right. huge restrictions. You have to be extremely careful with what you say. The event has to be private. It has to be like a ticketed event. All this stuff. Right. It's like all these hoops to jump through. And out in California, it's like, I'm sure you still have plenty of hoops. But just well, like but, there's but so many this, things. That in are this case, we're not in a legal yoga studio we're not recognizing you know well, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, i think well but even when we do it in spaces like yeah. we're just doing this out of space like your space right and it's still like i taught i teach at the cannabis church and i can't even tell people we're going to the cannabis church really? so like to get people to come to my event at the freaking church is like you banging heads against the wall like, have a ticket <laughs> but then, then it's like this fine line and that's what we're like gonna start trying to work on the legislation to get some stuff passed or some stuff clarified because they're like very vague they're like it has to be a public event because it has to you can like something to do with public but then it has to be like a private so it's like private but public like it's, it's, it's open makes it public but i guess kind of like you private. do you don't really give the address away until people purchase the ticket. exactly yeah. yeah it's very yeah. confusing and there has to be like certain steps you have to take just to make it a thing and even then people are still like uneducated on it people are still leery of going because they you know there's they been cops show up and shut down is. they shut down the mm-hmm. tour bus companies last week yeah and, yep. <sighs> I'm like, it's just the whole thing. So it's just so much easier out here to get there, stuff There are some yoga studios who are advertising yeah. Elevated and Lit Yoga. They do. But I, I'm, I'm fairly comfortable, fairly comfortable, that they are saying smoke before you get here. Mm-hmm. And they're just really going through the, the vibe and the energy associated with being. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Well, I go to a, another yoga. I go to Yvette's yoga class yeah. every yeah. month. Um, Shout out. What's it called? Uh, shoot, shoot the Moon, the moon Yoga. Shoot and, the Moon Yoga. Check oh, them out time. in California. Yeah, Yvette's awesome. There she you go. my butt every time. Um, she just does like a peer space rental and she's just really open with them and says, hey, I'm a cannabis yoga person and I'm trying to find a, a spot for my yoga. She actually just got an outdoor event for the last one in Silver Lake, which was gorgeous. A whole view of downtown. Yeah. So it was perfect. And it was a lady who was doing that, but you could tell she was a little nervous. She joined the class with mm-hmm. us. She didn't consume, uh-huh. but you know what? She's at least doing it. So. Yeah, at least they're giving them the chance. Because I had asked her, I was like, where do you find these people? Yeah. And that's all she says. You just shoot it out 100 emails to, on Peerspace and be glad you get one answer. Awesome. Because that's mm-hmm. kind of how it works. Really quick, though, I really wanted to ask you guys, like, the market. When you guys, like, what are your prices? Like, I couldn't afford. Okay, I'm going to be very real. Like, mm-hmm. when Nick and I talk about our cannabis use, the legal market for someone who consumes as much cannabis as I do is not really viable. Conducive, it's yeah. not an option, and, and I want it to be an option mm-hmm. because that's the whole point is supporting the legal mm-hmm. market. But, I mean, yeah. I bought five grams on Thursday, and it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> it was my mom's. It's so expensive. It was a great yeah. Yeah. I had to try it. But how do I, how, like, how do you guys, like, what are your guys' prices? 
through the drop in like I mean every you can Jesus get an ounce month. deal for 80 bucks. Yeah, okay, even that's cheaper not than that. Happen here. No. The best I can do. How much is an ounce? Is 180. Oh, shit. Really? It'll happen. I mean, Jesus just started, so just wait until more people start yeah. converting. Because what's going to happen, and what I see, is they're going to get serious about enforcement, because that's what they did in Colorado. Because they had this gray area, and then the governor started realizing that, oh, we're not getting the taxes. Guess what happened in California? Same thing, not getting the taxes. So they're yeah. going to start enforcing it to push people into either legalizing or we're going to shut you down and do What the did they thing. say for California? They projected like $300 million per quarter in cannabis tax mm-hmm. revenue, and it got like 30 Yeah, they got like 30 I think. It was really, yeah. really dramatic. It was low. So then they started cutting taxes they to like incentivize it. Well, you, you, had, you had multiple taxes, right? Mm-hmm. You had the state tax, you had the local tax. You had the being in cannabis business tax, which yeah, is actually like tax three times the square more. footage of mm-hmm. what people were paying for rental spaces. When they know, when, when, when the landlords know it's a cannabis company, mm-hmm. they're charging them multiple times your normal square footage rate. So you think about if your rent just tripled because of the business you were in, yeah. it just makes it that much harder. Well, it's not um, just even the rent. I mean, even like our banking's an issue, even where we're at, it's the same out here. Um, everything. This is called the cannabis tax. It's like you, every kind of utility and extra side service, ancillary service, plan on paying three times more. Even like ordering T-shirts is tough for us. Yeah, even I like, just got my T-shirt. Shut know, like down. marketing companies to come and do anything is hard because they wouldn't then, print those. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's difficult. It's I mean, it's hard. really hard. So that's where making the jump gets hard. But uh, but no, I think it'll happen. And what will happen is you know more people will come on the market. There'll start being competition. Yeah, what happens when there's I competition? Prices drop. There's no competition. Really. So I'd give it like a year until because that's what blows my mind. I'm like it's it's nothing like Colorado. Colorado is like a dog eat dog world now. And extremely competitive. Yeah. Well, we, we were blown away. This seems we lots walked of days in ago. and we thought that we were missing something. <laughs> I'm sorry, you have two ounces there it says 175 dollars <laughs> i don't understand what's happening <laughs> you're like, like yeah no it's our special today yeah. this weekend it was 150 yeah you're like what like 240 all day around here <laughs> per yeah per, right that yeah. was for two yeah. Yeah. So even concentrates are getting like, cheap we thought everything was cheap here too. well you came at the right yeah. time maybe <laughs> yeah the 70 percent deal yeah. Yeah, everybody did have 70 yeah. percent off so okay. that probably helps i would say like an average <laughs> a pack of pre-rolls would be like 45 dollars here that's Jeez, how much yeah. they are. For, for what? 3.5 ounce for grams for an ounce. Oh, yeah, eight, that's you nothing. Know, basically yeah. an eight. Yeah, 3.5. Oh. So still well over 10. Yeah, right. We're like pushing for like $5 pre-rolls now for like a full gram. So yeah, because like these were $14 and I almost had a heart attack. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, we're not that, buying that's these? That's a little high. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. It just depends on where you go. Yeah, too. and then in Seattle, I was buying those Saints joints, which were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. they were having four gram packs for 40 bucks. And then they have industry discount, too. So there was, I was getting 30% off that. And I was like, I don't feel guilty about buying anything here. Mm-hmm. And here I feel guilty. I don't like to spend that money on a pack of pre-rolls. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'll just roll mine. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, exactly. unless you're going to go somewhere traveling, like camping or hiking, that it's like just easier or something. But yeah. yeah, I just don't, a lot of that, I've even started making my own gummies. Wow. Yeah. Holy cow. That's a step. <laughs> it's really good. But just a jar of hundred milligram gummies is $20. Yeah. Before taxes. Yeah. So now I just spent almost $30 on 100 milligrams of gummies. That's going to last you how long? Jeez, yeah. I'm probably not even going to fill it if I eat the whole thing. Yeah. So Holy it's cow. not even worth it. But like we just use it like yeah. on the go, just like a little yeah. vitamin thing. But that's it. But I can't. How, how, much, how much longer can we continue to afford it like that? Yeah. People will start yeah. giving up, I think. It was true. And, and there's going to have to be, even in Colorado, there's got to be a merge at some point of like medical to rec. So medical to 
the amounts you purchase in a day are higher because people right. need you it more. still have your medical program. Yeah, so. and actually medical's dying. People are converting to rec. Like something like almost half of the people who use rec or adult use now in Colorado are using it for medicinal purposes, which yeah. is astounding. Yeah. But at some point, too, that. people are going to have to be able to purchase more for like a medical condition, like RSO patients using right. cancer, RSO for stuff, yeah. cancer. You have to use five grams a day. So people have to yeah, be able to purchase. Like, well, in Canada, under when it was now that they're going to go rec, it's different. But they actually have elite. Like you get a prescription for like X amount of grams a day. Yeah. Like, well, in Germany, they're going to do that. That's and so Germany's cool. government's going to pay for all the cannabis. And because I was talking to a guy in Canada last week, and they're going to be exporting to Germany. And he said Germany has a population of eighty million people. It's all subsidized healthcare. The government's going to pay for cannabis. And so they're going to set a limit like that. But you realize how much cannabis is now going to be, you know, going to Germany. <laughs> That's so pitch to anybody out there in healthcare reform. Let's uh, get some subsidized healthcare. There you go. <laughs> Cannabis healthcare. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think California healthcare is that accepting of it. Just, Hell no. Yeah, no, no. That was, no, that was our lofty have, dreams. You still have insurance companies right. that if you tell them you have a medical You're card, out. they want to know why. Mm-hmm. Right? And then you and have so, pre-existing or And so you are pre-existing. So wow. you are better off, especially if you're, and, and solopreneurs should kind of pay attention to this for a second, you're better off making sure before you go through the application process, if you're on your own for insurance, to see if you get dinged for being a medical member. You may want to just say that you use it um, you know, uh, casually, if you right. will, because um, you may not want to take that insurance hit. Yeah. yeah. So true. That well, was, wow, this is a right, good conversation. Yeah. Let's, do, uh, let's do something cool, though, just to top it off. Um, you know, our podcast is on millennials. So anybody out there who's you know a millennial consumer, a user, somebody want to get in the industry, maybe somebody here in California looking for a job or with a talent, wondering you know what can I do with this? Maybe somebody looking for a book to educate. Um, any advice or any tips of wisdom from you two for them or for the millennials specifically? The younger I generations. actually get a lot of inspiration from the millennials because you guys think completely different than I was raised to think as a person. Hmm. I was raised to think that. You guys, you grow up, you graduate high school, you maybe go to college, you get a job, and it should have good benefits, and you retire, and you live happily ever after. And that's not the life I want. And you guys, millennials, really put that on the forefront, that, like, we're going to live our dreams. Like, we want to have fun and, and make a living doing that. So I really get more inspiration from millennials. Like, cool. I mean, my son is a millennial. And, like, right now, he's a snow a skateboard instructor in Mammoth. And you know what he tells me every day? Mom, I'm living my dream. Yeah. And I'm like, nail it, boy. Because that's what you should be doing. And I never thought about life that way. Yeah. That is so true. And I, don't, and I think about that often, too, because I'm like, I see some people, and I'm like, why don't they care? You know, why, don't, why aren't they like us and pursuing and chasing more? And, mm-hmm. It really was. That is so true. And it's a mindset. So, uh what do you, what do you got? I, I would say that there's a lot of opportunity in the business right now. That if you have a path that you think you should follow, follow it. Because the, the, the business is so young. Uh, and there are so many businesses, especially as the laws change, the businesses are going to change, the business models are going to change, the needs of consumers and businesses are going to change. Jobs that, that don't exist today will literally be available next week. Right? When, when, when July 1st comes. So... Think of what you want to do and how you can apply that to cannabis. You're, you're going to find that a lot of people do love, you know, the health benefits. There are other people who love, you know, just getting high. There are people who just don't want to work for the man, uh, as you mentioned. But, but there are opportunities in almost every aspect of this industry right now. 
So you don't have to conform to what somebody else wants you to do to be in this industry. You can pick what you want to do and just find where in the industry that is. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's going to be out there. Um, it, this is a, a billion dollar industry and it needs to be populated with talent. And so if you have mm-hmm. talent, there's a spot for you. I like that. That's huge. Yeah. Actually, I was in a meeting and they were just bringing up that point. If you're an accountant and you love cannabis, make yourself mm-hmm. an accountant. Whatever yep. you are, just switch it over to that. Make yeah. sure that's your specialty. I was just pitching to her family last night that the biggest thing, that the biggest need right now, even in Colorado, is higher level people to switch over because they need those accountants, lawyers, business yeah. professionals, managers. They need that now more than ever because it's, it's legitimizing. Yeah, so that's what they're saying is whatever yeah. you do for a living, you can just specialize mm-hmm. in cannabis. And, yeah. that. and then even like entrepreneurs, I mean, Jesus, you know, whatever you're good at, just go do, be good at it. And people will people will seek you out. And yeah. if you can find a way to innovate, like we're just talking about the Colorado market, extremely competitive. Um, you know, what cuts competition? Innovation. And so, you know, use your mind, use your, whatever your, you know, your God-given abilities, whatever you're good at. One thing I do is I'm not afraid of a niche market. I think that a niche market is completely fine. Find your people and go with them. Don't yeah. try to attract the whole world. It's, it's going to well, be how's everything? But, but make, sure, make sure that in the niche market, there at least You're is a consumer to, yes, base. Yes, but right? I mean, don't, don't put yourself so... And, and we have seen some of these things, some of the products being sold at some of these events, and you're like, your market is a thousand people. If, right. if you yeah. sell, yeah. if you yeah. can get all of them, I'm you not can saying sell, close right? your door on it, but don't be afraid yeah. of targeting what you yeah. want to target yeah. and run yeah. with it. Like target 100%. your thing. Yeah. Well, and and what's interesting also about the infancy of this industry is people will take your calls. Yep. Right. Phones are open. Yeah. If you work in mainstream, my background is in mainstream corporate before I you know went on sort of my own business, and even in the mainstream businesses I've worked with as a consultant, not everybody takes your calls. Mm-hmm. We have we have had something like a I'd say a ninety five percent success rate of not necessarily closing business because that's insane of people saying yeah I'll talk to you and that's all you start a conversation and we may not be able to work together but at some point down the road somebody's going to say hey I'm looking for a book club do you know anybody yeah. and because yeah, of today I know somebody yep. right that's how this circle is going to work and people are accepting and opening their networks now you can you can be in the network networking. I can't say that enough. Networking. That will get you further in life than anything you can ever have. Like even if it's like awkward and you don't want to do it, you have to get out of your comfort zone and go out there. Smoke a little bit of weed. You'll be all right. But on that note, we really got to go, homie. So (laughs) all right. With that said, we got to smoke some weed and do some yoga. So we're headed out to some (laughs) light and lit yoga here on Hermosa Beach. We have uh, special sponsors, Eureka Vapor. Shout out to you guys. Thank you so much for all the dope swag that we have from you. We have Toast. They are CBD filtered pre-rolls. Uh, check them out. They're now available here in the California market. Check out West Hollywood Alternative Health uh, Herbal Solutions there. And what else? Mondo Meds is coming with a pop-up. So we're going to try some dissolvable THC here in a little bit. So we're about to get lit. We appreciate you all for joining in. Special thanks to Justin and Lina and Jared for coming out to Cali with me. Uh, And with that said, I'm lit. I'm lucid. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Laters.